Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 145. So hi, everyone. And for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm, I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with entrepreneurs all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. So if you're listening to this episode in the car, cafe, home, somewhere exotic, my aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. Remember to be exceptional will require you to sometimes pause, reflect and implement. Let's get on with the show. So good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week and you are all safe and well. This week's guest is Laura Noel. Now if you're like most high performing leaders, you're tired of being pulled in multiple directions with zero time left for yourself. As a certified Proctor Gallagher coach and 27 years military leader, Laura Knoll helps high performers live empowered, fulfilling lives all while achieving their highest potential. She helps leaders focus on what really matters so they can stop feeling out of control, become more effective with their time and spend more time discovering doing what they love. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So, Laura, before we dive in, because we've already started to have a great conversation before we hit the record button, can <laughs> you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? Sure. I was in the military for almost 28 years. And for a number of those years, I loved my service, but I knew that my time would come to an end there. So I was looking to find my purpose. And eventually I discovered it. It was really helping people infusing what I did as a leader in the service and some mindset tools and yoga and all of that together to really help people get clear on their purpose, um, clear the clutter from their mind and be more effective in less time. So it's something that I discovered through this process, and I just love sharing it with everyone. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So we've been talking about a couple of things before we hit record. I think it's it's you know it's very poignant. It's very important that we talk about this, and also the fact is is that no matter what is currently going on in the current pandemic situation, a lot of the things that we talk about possibly will also cover any time we're dealing with adversity in some ways as well. Um. When we're, you know, we're currently in this situation, um, as I mentioned, I've been stuck in this house now for 13 weeks. Um, and in, in many cases, the world is going absolutely bonkers in this moment in time. Um, for you, what do you think the, you know, you've got businesses of all different sides. Some in this country, in the UK, we've been called, they've been getting furloughed. So they've had to just send people home. And, um, you know, the governments are looking after their, their pay for a certain amount of time and uh, self-employed are getting grants and all sorts of weird and wonderful things to just to try and keep <laughs> the survival rate up um, until the economy can start to sort of go back. We've had the crazy experience of um, the mad world love of toilet paper um, <laughs> during this. During the, did you Would you have ever thought that toilet paper was that one commodity that... <laughs> 
you know, was like, Never. no, I mean, not in any zombie apocalypse film or any, you know, no. Steven Spielberg thing was the toilet roll dilemma. You know, <laughs> Who it's, knew? It's, yeah, exactly. It's bizarre. <laughs> but, you know, all of this stuff going on with the challenges of not only in, you know, leadership within the companies, but also self-leadership. What I what I was wondering from you is, is what do you think some of the, or what sort of the experiences or challenges are you sort of coming or hearing on the grapevine in your circle of some of those challenges that people are facing? Mm, yeah, I, I like that you said leadership of self because I really think that's key. What I'm seeing and hearing, and I've experienced it too, where it, it looks like the world around us is falling apart and and at times I've allowed those external circumstances to influence how I feel and, and therefore my mood and then therefore the decisions I make or the action steps I take or don't take. And so I've seen a lot of that, a lot of knee-jerk reactions without thinking. And I, you know, mental activity, my mentor always says this, mental activity does not constitute thinking. When we're allowing these circumstances to influence our mood and then our behavior we're not thinking we're we're just kind of like a cork in the ocean just bouncing around but when we can really get quiet and and think about our next step think about the bigger picture think about what we would rather create instead you know i i see and hear of a lot of people who are focusing on the problems and your mind can't focus on the solution and the problem at the same time so I see a lot of people hung up there. If you're if you're focusing on this is horrible, I don't like this, you know, in, the world is the sky is falling. You're only going to see things that are a match for that in your purview, you know, as you know, as opposed to asking the right questions. How can I be of service right now? What can I do? How can I be better? Those are different questions that are going to yield different results yeah it's, that's interesting because again we were talking before which is why we had to hit the, the record button when we were doing it um was it's that you know that thing when norm quite often people sort of go with the plan um mm -hmm. you know and and i've heard many of my clients and many people that i'm speaking to and, and reaching out to is you know the the plan that i had for 2020 disappeared in march because nothing that we can like set has actually at the minute do we think is even possible because one of the stresses that I'm seeing with a lot of people is the fact that they can't start their plan in one way yet mm -hmm. and perhaps also they're forcing it because we're quiet at the minute so therefore I've got to get 3,000 things done in a, a time frame that really realistically I can only get 30 things done um it's those sort of things as well, isn't it? Where the, the, the natural, for a lot of people who don't necessarily understand about that self-leadership bit, they'll force that focus and yeah. try and <laughs> accomplish so much, but then they're, they're not taking into account their cognitive load and physical capacity or, or energy to deal with those things as well. That's so true. And, you know, we're driven by habit. So if, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, we're probably both very type A, <laughs> kind of always, you know, working, we, we're, we're driven. And if you're built that way, 
and you're not used to slowing down when you're basically your habitual way of behaving in a circumstance that we find ourselves in right now, it's like it's on steroids. So it's just more apparent. And I find that when we are home in that quiet, if we're not comfortable with that, and we're always on the go and doing and accomplishing and achieving, we're naturally going to bring that element into our quiet space. And um, it's interesting because I remember when I was taking a personal development seminar and the facilitator was talking about different personality types and one of them being a promoter, that person that's, you know, just very gregarious and driven. And, and basically, if you talk to that promoter, that, that's me. Hey, what have you been doing, Laura? Woo, busy. Really? Well, what have you accomplished? Woo, I'm busy. And that's, <laughs> so if you're naturally wired that way, I find that even in this situation, when you have all this space to think and to plan or, you know, focus on your vision, your goal, but maybe just pivot your plan, it's hard to do that because you're in action mode. So I, I yeah. totally see what you're talking about. And it's also, it's, it's, it's not a, it's being like that also though, is the, you end up creating these crazy habits that you think are useful, but really aren't. Right. And it's, it's when you, when you start, when you, when you allow yourself permission for the space. And I think for some highly driven people is it's, they just keep on doing that. It's almost like there's a brick wall. Let's smash it. Let's go to the next one. Let's smash it. And, you know, the, the one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life is the, the ability when you slow down, actually you become more productive. And yes. the problem being is, is now you're forced to slow down, but you're still using those old structures to tilt, to smash through a, a wall that doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> it definitely takes a, a certain amount of finesse. Yeah. That's one and, way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it, you can't hear yourself think. No. If you don't, you know, capitalize on that quiet and you don't make that. I, I, there's no way moving forward and moving into the new norm, whatever that is, using that same mentality and thinking that got us to where we are, the successes and the levels that we're at now, we can't rely on that thinking to get us through this and beyond. No, no. And I, th and I think and, and the interesting thing is, is when we are doing that and we've got to have that foresight to go, I need to change what I've been doing because it isn't working. Uh, you know, it's, it, well, it certainly won't be working at this present moment in time because of the way things are. But it's looking at that and I think sometimes is when we do this and we step back and I love this thing you're talking about space um, is that ability to realize actually what our true potential is. Once we start clearing away the noise and actually getting, um, I can't remember who used to say it, but it's finally getting to your David where it's just mm -hmm. the perfection's already been there. All I'm doing is chipping away the, the rough stone. And it's, I think Michelangelo may have said that in a far more elegant way than I have, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's finding that untapped potential and not necessarily listening to the voices that are going on in your head. That is so true. And, and even the, the voices and the circumstances outside of ourselves, because all of that potential, you're so right, it's inside of us. And it's just a matter of tapping into it, 
listening to your intuition, trusting it. But if, if you're going to other people asking, what do you think I should do? Or you're not, you're looking at other circumstances and letting those guide and gauge your performance and your decision-making or other people, or you're listening to other people's fears, then again, you're not tapping into that potential. You're putting more faith in something outside of you when really right now, the time is to, to tap in and really go to the next level. So, so when we're talking about space is for you, what do you think are some of the useful strategies that you've obviously used to, to utilize this as well? Now, I w- is it, was it quite a big step to go from, um, you know, 27 years of military, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? God, I love it when words just move <laughs> away. Institutionalized, let's say. Um, yep. You know, you've been doing this, you know, you've got a specific way of doing things in, in the military. To then being the kind of the, the coach and, and professional and, and specialist that you are now, when you're talking about space and those sort of things, was it a big leap or was it just a part of your evolution to go from this to how you are being now? I think it was a, a part of that evolution. It, it was constantly studying and reading and being coached and mentored. And once I started on that journey, I, I just never stopped. But I did find when I started goal setting in this new way, coming from what do I want? Not what do I think I could do? What do I think I could have? That's a very different space. And I was, I thought I was very creative in the military. There was a large part of my career where I was a musician. And so that's a creative space. And so I really enjoyed that part of me thinking that I was creative, but I I didn't realize until I started creating that space for myself and then started goal setting based on my dreams and not what I thought was logical. That, that was a huge opening up for me. That was a huge aha moment. And it really opened me up to some wonderful things. Um, things that I never would have thought would have been possible. No, because then, then we dive into this really interesting thing, which is dreams because i'm a huge fan of that i didn't used to be you know um you know that wasn't the way i was brought up um but it was when you talk about dreams and i think there's this huge um as far i guess in some ways this criminal act that people put upon themselves (laughs) to not dare to think outside their current circumstance yeah at least maybe they they, there's, I think there's a difference between um, highly motivated people that look at a dream and then go, how can I make that a reality? To then the, um, what I would say, people that accept mediocrity or mm-hmm. perhaps some people that are just stuck who see a dream that, oh, well, that would be a lovely thing to have, but I'm never going to get it. So I'll just close my eyes and wish. And yeah. I, I, there's two differences. And I think the, the, the momentum of looking at something and going, no, actually that dream is really cool. And I demand the respect within myself to go, I'm going to go pursue that with all my heartfelt efforts and everything else. That That's so true. There's a vast difference. And I, even in my evolution and allowing myself to dream, I mean, just, 
I was very driven in my career and I got to the top ranks and th that was only 1% of us were there. So I was very driven, very goal oriented, doing a lot of different things. But when I allowed myself to dream, which I find that a lot of people were taught not to dream yeah, in we school, are, totally. <laughs> you know, it we're, we're taught, out of us. right. Yeah. We're, we're daydreaming. Yeah. Um, and so will you pay attention? Listen to me, you're daydreaming, quit looking out the window, but <laughs> dreaming, everything's created twice. Everything, even if we're not consciously aware of it first in our mind, in our imagination, and then in physical form always. And it wasn't until I deliberately made dreaming and visualization a part of my practice that I was able to accomplish things that were never even in the scope of my imagination before. But there, there is a difference. A lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize I was a smart gal. I was like, I didn't know I could be anything I wanted. You know, your parents tell you that. But um, until I really started applying this, and there are a lot of people out there, sadly, who they they don't realize how awesome they are. No, I totally agree. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I talk about being exceptional. Because mm -hmm. why can't you live an exceptional life? Who says? Right. You know, and, and the interesting thing is, is our parents have always said you can do whatever you want to do until you start going and saying, I want to be an astronaut. Or depending on where you are, they'll introduce something. And it's like, but why can't I be? I remember I went to, when I went to school, because um, school did not agree with me at all I'm, I'm gonna be completely <laughs> honest um and I went to the careers advice center and you know I gave them my grades which were pretty poor um and there they the the careers officer says I'm gonna be um at the time the way we described them was a bin man and there's nothing wrong with being a bin man you know there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong I know I've spoken to bin men who love what they do and that's awesome but right. I didn't know what I wanted to be and they didn't give me the ability or scope to think that I could possibly be something else. And I think that's the danger. But when you have that ability, and I think visualization should be in a daily routine. You know, yes. it should be something you sit your backside down, you close your eyes, for, it doesn't have to be long, it could be five minutes, and you just really picture and get crystal clear on what it is that you actually want to do. Because that'll be part of the fuel that drives you when you're in periods like this. Absolutely. And it's interesting, you brought up a good point of where the teacher didn't even offer an idea of any other options no. for you. I said I wanted time. to be a fighter pilot. That's what I said I wanted to be. Because at the time, oh, wow. I thought that's what I could be. Um, yeah. Until I got told I was going to be a refuse collector. Um, and then things just, the confidence kind of like just completely shut down. Now, I know I wasn't bright, but that was still a dream that I, that I had. And I possibly could have failed because I'm tall and loads of other reasons for that. But that was the dream I always had. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Um, but, you know, that was, it's, it's just a bizarre way of doing it. Yeah, well, and, and look at you now, yeah. right? <laughs> Living life on your terms yeah. and helping so many people. And it's interesting because a lot of people don't have that experience that, you've experienced and, and you're living the life you want to live now, they'll allow somebody to tell them something. And, you know, we all have our, our beliefs, our deep rooted beliefs about ourselves and what we think is possible, but so does everyone else around us. They have their deep rooted beliefs of what they think is possible for not only them, but for us. And there's, when we 
articulate something that we want to do and it goes against their beliefs or their paradigm, they're going to try to impose that on us. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That's risky. And maybe in a lot of ways, they're trying to protect us. Yeah. But it's yeah. their own <laughs> their own limiting beliefs. Yeah, I think sometimes they're either trying to protect you or they're protecting themselves for you possibly being more successful. Yeah, um, It just depends on their experience of, you know, that it's like, um, you know, you can have friends that I'll back you up, but they'll try and sometimes steer you away from a direction because life will be very, very different for you. Um, and you realize that they're not friends. They're, um, they're something very, very different. But, you know, that's not what you see. And it's only until you pull your hair out the water and start looking up and seeing, actually, what is all this potential that's possibly out there? And adversity has, has a way of proving that to you. Um, you know, when, you, when, when your back's against the wall, sometimes you can achieve and people have achieved amazing things from that sort of dilemma. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, I'll show you or, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to fail. You know, there's, yeah, there's different yeah. things that motivate us. Just, you, you just say that again. <laughs> okay, I'm going off. Right. <laughs> so, so let's have a look at, we've got creating space and we've got the visualization stuff. Is right. If you were looking at in, sort of going, you know, because I'm sure there's some people going, oh God, they're talking about visualization again. I'm just going to tell you right now that every single one of you visualizes, every single one of you. The chances are you visualize about all of those things that are going wrong. That's still visualization. It's just you, you're really, really bad at it. You want to <laughs> turn it on its head and start using visualization as a, as a beneficial tool rather than something that's just going to highlight you with what's wrong in the world and how bad things are. So can you, um, if you're, Looking at someone who has never done this sort of thing before, can you give us some strategies of how you would suggest practicing that visualization and giving them some sort of space? I would start off by just taking maybe a week or so and have a notebook, have some maybe some soft music in the background, First thing in the morning or right before you go to bed where your mind isn't overly active, I prefer the morning. And just allow yourself, just ask the question, if I could, what, what do I want to experience? What would I love to experience in my life, in my career, in my relationships, if, if there were no obstacles? And just start there. Just imagine and just write notes without uh, really getting into the how or how is this possible or I could never do that. Don't allow yourself to go there. Just write things that you would like to be, do or have and start to create a mental picture of it. And then over time, lock in, pick something, pick, make it a goal, take that fantasy and turn it into a theory. All right. Well, how, how would I make that happen? How is that possible? And start to play with the image in your mind spend maybe five minutes 10 minutes a day in the morning, just bringing yourself to that place and then just writing, journaling about what you see. Start there and then put sticky notes, images all around your space so that you can easily come back to that place in your mind at multiple points during the day. I love that. And it's, and that's the thing is, as soon as you see a picture, it'll trigger. 
That's what I love about imagery and stuff is because it, it is literally true. A picture speaks more than a thousand words. Um, I know when, when I was doing training with the Canfield group and it was, um, you know, they, they're very much, you know, do a vision board and everything else. And I was like, oh, this is, this is stupid. You know, someone, <laughs> someone like me from the northeast of England who's six foot four doesn't do this sort of stuff. <laughs> and as soon as I started doing it, and there was some interesting things. First of all, it was, there's the huge, ridiculous size house. Um, you know, there's all of these things that if you want the, the world around me is telling me what success looks like. And what I had, to, what I realized as I'm doing, and you might disagree with it, but what I realized in doing this is, is I had to discover what my version of success was. You yeah. know, people go, I want to have a million dollars, pounds, whatever. But the reality is, is, is it because you're looking for financial freedom? Well, check to see how much you actually need for financial freedom, because you may find that you don't need a million. But if you want to go for a million, go for it. It's making sure you're getting the right data and information in order for you to pursue the dream that you want, not what someone has then said that's what it is you know like you know instagram the you know we talk about the instagram life where everything looks picture perfect and everything but we don't know the truth and you know we'll see things on youtube which i don't know about you but sometimes make me cringe when they're getting out of their probably and i'm, I'm very skeptical here possibly <laughs> should i say not probably possibly their rented high performance sports car for the day <laughs> Um, and as they're walking out of probably some, you know, open house saying it's theirs and they're doing this thing. And, it's, you know, sometimes it's tapping into the authenticity of it in yeah. pursuing what it is that they want. And don't get me wrong. If you want a Maserati and an Austin Martin and a Bugatti on your drive, go for it. You know, if that's what your exceptional life is, shoot for it. But make sure it's what you want and not what either peer pressure or social pressure is driving you to um, pursue. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. And that's, that's why it's so imperative that we take this quiet time for ourselves. So we're not being influenced by society or other people or other people's wants or shoulda, coulda, wouldas. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really, we're dipping into our intuition and it's guiding us as to what success is for us. Um, you know, my vision, I have a vision board and I, I'm looking at it right now. And it's, I mean, there's a few things that I want to have. It's, it's some articles that I want to write. It's the marriage. It's the beautiful home or um, how I'm giving and, um, you know, and, and the pic pictures of us together. It's that um, connection and just feeling fulfilled and leaving a legacy. But I never would have known that. I probably would have still been in the rat race. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's sometimes it's almost like a light bulb moment and it's like, oh, hang on, I can see. It's, I'll tell you what it's like. Um, it's, I don't know whether you've ever seen those um, videos on YouTube where the colorblind people are putting on the glasses and they're seeing the world for the first time in full color. Oh, yes. It feels a bit like that. When you get that realization that actually that you have potential and possibilities are out there and opportunities and all of those sort of things, it's like seeing the world for the first time. 
It really is. It's a beautiful thing. And it's just got to do when, the work. Yeah. And, and, and the work isn't the hustle and grind. It's the mind work. It's 95% mindset, 5% doing. And I, I remember when I first started writing my goals down, my wants and desires, and I read them to my husband after having done this work. And I, I was bawling. I was just crying because I, I never allowed myself to dream. And my goals, even though it looked really impressive, they looked really impressive from the outside looking in, in my previous life, I didn't feel a sense of fulfillment. It felt very lonely. Um, and, but now I have less goals. I have one grand vision and all of the milestones that I'm hitting along the way are in alignment with it. It just feels yeah. so much different. Yeah, it's about flow, isn't it? Yeah. It's about, it's, it's, you know, why are you going against the tide? If, if something is internally and intuitively going, you should be going this way, why the hell are you going against the current? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're taught to do that. Yeah, right? we are, totally. And it, but I think that's the difference between people who really achieve that deep level of success, happiness, fulfillment, however you want to describe it. It's because they don't go against their current. Yeah, it's, it's that the path real, of least resistance. Yeah, it's exactly. It's funny that, isn't it? How it's mentioned in so many personal development books. But it's, it, it is. It really is. It's that all of a sudden as you're moving in the direction that something, you know, not even going even into a fluffy area, there's something intuitive that gave you the skills, talents, and desires to go for X. Mm -hmm. Don't fight it because there's yes. no point, you know, <laughs> because that's why you've been given them. Yeah, that that vision is for you to have. Yeah, and only you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the that's the cool thing. I could speak to you for weeks. Um, I know. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so we're going to go to the second part of the show now. This is where I get to ask you a set of questions that I ask every guest who comes on the show. So, are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so question number one is. On average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, and spirit. I would say at least 10 hours. Okay. Do you have a specific modality that you like doing? Is there, do you do, is there anything specific that you really love putting your attention down? Yes. Um, it's, I focus more on the mind, okay. um, doing that first thing in the morning with visualization, writing my goal imagining it and uh, meditating. Okay, cool. Excellent. Question number two, what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? And it doesn't have to be a personal development book. Mm, okay. Um, autobiography of a yogi was life-changing for me. Oh, wow. Who, who wrote that? It's not going to be one of these unspellable names, is it? Uh, it's Yogananda. Ah, it is one of those unspellable names. Okay. <laughs> Autobiography of a, of a yogi. yogi. Okay. And it was, um, and actually, I think when I think I heard when Steve Jobs, this was one of his um, books that he loved. Ah, right. And when he passed away, I think it was in his will that a lot of the copies of this book were sent to people. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to find that one. I'll have to find that one. Um, question number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or life and why? I love Insight Timer, and that is a meditation app. Yep. It's got a picture of a bowl, if I remember rightly. It does. Yeah. Okay. 
in September. And why do you find why do you find that useful? I like to do transcendental meditation. So I okay. time myself for 20 minutes. And so there's a nice little timer with a gong. It's very peaceful. And then it's really nice because you can listen to these yoga nidra for sleep okay. uh, recordings that are about 30 minutes. And I'm telling you, I've never heard the end of one because I'm usually <laughs> asleep in like 15 minutes. That's a good time. So it's just for those people who don't know the different types of meditation stuff. How would you describe transcendental? Um, you focus, there's different types of yoga, some, mm. or meditation, some that focus on your breath, mm. some that focus on, um, a mantra and transcendental meditation focuses on a mantra that's given to you so that when your mind wanders and you start thinking thoughts, which we naturally do, you just bring it back gently to that mantra so that you're, you're creating that space. You're not trying to visualize, you're not trying to do anything. You're just being. That's good. Because one of the things that when I started doing meditation, I remember I thought your mind had to go blank. And I used to get absolutely furious with myself because it was like, this is impossible. How is it that you can just think of nothing? Because as soon as something touches you, you're thinking of something. Um, until right. I realized that's not actually true. It's just about focusing on a certain thing. So, yeah. Okay. And how long have you been doing transcendental meditation? I'll get that word right, but never mind. Meditation. <laughs> I, I learned it a couple of years ago and okay. I don't do it all the time. I just started picking it back up again. So I was doing guided meditations for a while. I just, whatever I feel like doing, yeah. I'll do some, I have some recorded ones are about 30 minutes. So they're guiding you through something and okay. a visualization process, but I just came back to this other one. Yeah. And again, if you're not doing it, I definitely recommend meditation. It's brilliant. Um, especially for those people that can't stay quiet for a second. It's a way to train the mind, and that's where it all starts. Remember, Laura said so. So that's the way it works. Um, okay, question number four. What's your biggest business mistake which turned into a valuable lesson, and what did it teach you? Oh, my goodness. Um, not trusting my gut, not trusting my intuition. Um, I had I just started my business, and things were going well, and I wanted to get into the online space, and I was having success there and, and clients were finding me. And then I, I value my teachers and, and they were training me well and guiding me well, but then they handed off everything to me. You've graduated. Here you go. And I would hire somebody to do this and hire somebody to do this. And I, I took recommendations from other people and the people that I brought on didn't necessarily pan out and ended up costing me a lot of money. And I remember even when I was interviewing the person thinking, gosh, this person, they're really bubbly. And that's what my, that's what my mentor was saying. You know, you want somebody bubbly, but she talks a lot. And so <laughs> I just, I just, it, it didn't sit well with me. Something didn't feel right, but I brought the people on anyway. And um, over a few months, it just, it wasn't good. So it was a lesson learned. Um, and I came out of it just fine. Yeah, it's funny. It's, you know, sometimes it's it's lessons that we need to know, that just seem to <laughs> the the curveballs of life, isn't it? That they're just, a, why did you have to teach me now? Because you know, I've told me that beforehand. <laughs> I know, I know. Things were going well. Yeah. Why did I have to learn this now? <laughs> <laughs> Question number five: um, What are your challenges in harmonizing work and life, and how do you manage them? I can very easily 
work until the late hours and not even realize it. And I find when I start getting moody, I have to take a step back and say, oh, okay, I have not taken a break and do the thing that's counterintuitive and just leave it and go outside, go for a walk. And so that's my struggle is knowing when to put the work down. I constantly have to remind myself because I love what I do. It doesn't feel like work, but we still need to connect with humans and our family and get out in nature and do other things that we enjoy. Yeah. And, and, and this is the, I think this is one of the dilemmas is as entrepreneurs and business owners, we do what we do because we love it. So it's very hard to understand why is there a separation, which is, um, and a friend of mine said, he said, you know, you, I don't like the word work-life balance. I know it's the brand and the key for everything, but I think it's for people who do what, like what we do, we own our own business. It's more about harmony. It's more about a blending and how yeah. can you help them work together in a way. And sometimes it's prioritizing work and sometimes it's prioritizing life. Um, but it's just, it's just having that, you know, when you go, okay, I'm getting grouchy or whatever it is. And you go, okay, I need to step away. It's having the discipline as well to go, okay, I'm stepping away, but it's, it's part of it. It's, you know, when you love what you do, it's, work doesn't feel like work. And I know that's cliche and for some people possibly hard to believe, but you know, when you do what you love, you, you're not working. Um, don't, mm -hmm. That's not to say you don't have bad days, obviously, but you know, the majority of the time it's like you, you know, you get up with a spring in your step because you're looking yeah. forward to hit your desk. That's not unhealthy. That's healthy because you're enjoying what you're doing. When you're getting up and you're going to work and you're thinking, Oh God, I'm at work today. <laughs> Um, I've got another eight hours of this diabolical mess. Um, that's not healthy because there's something, again, intuition is telling you there's other options. Don't fall into the trap to believe that you're doing something that you have to do because that's the only option. There's tons of different options. So number, number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Follow your, well, follow your intuition and make decisions quickly that are in harmony with what you want, ah, not yeah, with what, where yeah. you currently are. Yeah. And that, and that's, and sometimes that's a different language to speak as an entrepreneur, isn't it? You it know, is. You know, it's like, oh, intuition, we just go, you know, and it doesn't, it, sometimes it just doesn't sit, but it's, you're so, so uh, right on that. It's so true. Um. Number seven is, what is your definition of success? Really, it's how I feel. It's if I feel joy and I feel at ease and, I, and I'm connecting with the people who matter most to me. I mean, this is the whole reason why I became an entrepreneur, serving people in the way that I want to serve, but having that time freedom to take a singing lesson or an acting lesson if I want to, or go on a vacation and, or have dinner with friends. I mean, connecting with people is what brings me joy. Yeah. I love that. And then that, and that like the, the, because it is our feelings that lead to everything. Yes. Isn't it? It's that, it's that we, we, it, it was that saying it's feelings lead to emotions and emotions lead to actions. No, something like that. Thoughts, right. thoughts leads to feelings and feelings lead to actions. So it's our feelings that either move us or move us away. 
that's the truth. <laughs> um, number eight is we talked about very briefly before about some of your routines. Do you have a set of routines that, or, or rituals that really make a huge impact to your day? Yes, I spend about 20 minutes in the morning and I, and I do this with my clients too. <clears throat> we'll play some music, we'll write our gratitude for the day, getting into the feeling like you were talking about of feeling of the gratitude, not just writing a laundry list of things, but feeling it. Um, then we spend about five minutes listening to a, a song and visualizing being in our goal, like experiencing it through our five senses. What does it feel like? What are the sounds? Who are you with? Um, and then journaling about it. And then we look at our surroundings. What can we change today? What can we do today that will move the dial toward that vision? Or what can I change in my physical space that will help me step into that person that that's really me in the future. Mm. And would you say that's almost like it's almost a phase of giving yourself permission to change in that? It, it is. It's, you know, you're getting in harmony and I guess congruent with mm. your self image and your, your vision and your goal. And I think that's a real powerful word congruence. Mm. It's making, you know, it's, I, I don't think enough people are, pay attention to the congruence of what it is they want, what it is they're doing and the belief that it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. When people are in a job that they don't like, and you've mentioned, Oh, eight hours of this, they're feeling that way because they're, they're just, it's not congruent how they feel in, in what they're, what they maybe believe on a subconscious level. We can talk about the mind all day, but how they really feel and what they're experiencing. They're just not in alignment. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, so we're at the final part now where the floor is now yours for you to share with these lovely listeners from all over, including the lovely person for the Philippines who has just joined. That's one listener in the Philippines. Um, that um, how can people find out more about you and you know where do, where do they go? Oh, well, I would love to invite you to, we have a little welcome page for all of your listeners. So it's stretchintosuccess.com backslash success IQ. And you'll be able to find me. There's some free resources there. You'll be able to get in touch with me if you'd like, if you have questions. Um, but I, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity. It's really been a a pleasure chatting with you. I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. And like I say, we're, we're, we're probably going to have to do a revisit because we could have talked, or I certainly could have talked. You could have just <laughs> be saying, Jesus, will it end? But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so glad that um, we've connected and I just want to take this opportunity to wish you the greatest success. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I wish the same for you. And I, I look forward to connecting with you again. First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. 
You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn, and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.